This week on the Bamcast, fuck the bonus, marry Robert Guillaume, and kill Gene Simmons. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Bamcast. Episode 242. Sure, yeah. that's a number. Palindrome number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we try to watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. So we come in here and talk about it for the first time. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Hooray. All And the bad bad movies. As a stay away, they get a negative side scale. One of five bags and some bags after Twilight. Kaboom. Kaboom. Big time boom. Uh, so, um, I don't know what led us to this movie. Randomness? Mildly? It pretty much Sure, is. randomness. We figured it would be Rucker Howard shooting dudes. Yeah, and yeah. it was. We did the 1986's Wanted, Dead or Alive. Um, so, plot summary, because that's what we do. We're going to talk more about it. Bounty hunter Nick gets caught up in a cat and mouse game in this high-octane thriller. Former CIA agent Randall butts heads with an international terrorist who's turning Los Angeles into a brutal battleground through a series of bombings. Bobbings. Yep. Yeah. Nick. It's close enough. Sure. Bounty Hunter Nick. Bounty Hunter Nick. 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 Nick Rivers. Yes. <laughs> Apparently the great-grandson of Steve McQueen's character from the TV show, Wanted Dead or Alive? Yep. It is a sequel movie. You need to watch all the episodes mm. of that show to understand what's going on here. We yes. did. Uh, to know all the history. There's a harmonica involved. Nope. No? No. Mm-mm. Wasn't in the show. Probably well. I don't know about the show, well, but there was definitely no harmonica in the movie whatsoever. Oh, right. BJ, no, you're wrong because there's nothing but harmonica in this movie. Oh, uh, I see. I was so inundated with harmonica that I got used to the sound and thought it was part of the background. Yeah, you were saturated with harmonica. Yes. Harmonica is like Hot oxygen. Harmonica in this movie. all over. Yes. yes, you just don't realize it's, it's, it's there, but it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's even a story about the harmonica. Yes. There's actually two harmonicas. Yeah, yeah. well, see. <laughs> when there was only one harmonica. <laughs> that's when one harmonica was carrying the other harmonica. <laughs> that's when the Marine... No, no, that's when the, you can only play in one key. That's when the Marine band <laughs> carried you. <laughs> you need, the, like, the, the vest of harmonicas in order oh. to properly play okay. in right. every situation. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's one of Dead or Alive. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I uh, liked it. Uh-huh. Let's <laughs> rate it. Yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, Gene Simmons it's pretty, is in it's pretty Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Gene uh, Simmons... Yes, yeah. Master Thespian Gene Simmons. Yes, of uh, Never Too Young to Die fame. Mm-hmm. Yes, Never Too Young, and, uh, AKA Stargrove, and the Tom Selleck Spider movie, Runaway, I mean, Runaway. Yeah, and um, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, don't know, I think so, it's always on. And he was in Kiss, I think. I don't. I never what? saw that movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that was a Prince song. Oh. Oh. He he did not sing. Oh, the Tom Jones song? song. Okay. Right. Um, and then uh, Robert Guillaume. Is that it? Yeah. That is correct. TV's oh, yeah, Benson. Robert Guillaume. Yes. And, uh, Making his Bamcast debut, I believe. Most hey, likely. Unless yeah. he's been a voice in something, but I doubt it. Lion King. Did we watch that? I No. Okay. No. no, we did not. Then this we, is probably it. We've watched it. We just haven't watched it for the show. Okay. Right. Gotcha. I saw Lion King. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw also it in saw the theater. Lion. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> it was... That was yeah, it was a movie. Are you that in movie good. theater? Because there's a Broadway show, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession to make. What? You saw the Broadway show? I've never seen a Broadway show. Oh, hmm. period. Hmm. Okay. Period. Hmm. Never. Oh, End of sentence. Never have I ever <laughs> seen a Broadway show. 
Well, now you go. All our darkest, mm. deepest secrets coming out on this episode of the Vampire. I just had to take a drink. I thought that was the rules. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. All right, spin right. the bottle. Um, <laughs> we actually do want to talk about this movie. Yeah, we nah. should. Yeah. I, was there anyone else in it of note? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, Deep Throat from the X-Files. Yes. Right Season one. Yeah. X-Files make Because it we're just going to be on a streak of forever where somebody who was in X-Files at some point is going to show up in an episode. X-Files was on for 25 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> and every, it was on everybody who was in any B-movie at any point <laughs> yep. in the 80s or early 90s right, shows right. up in X-Files at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the movie. Right. Um starts so yeah he's a, he's a bounty hunter <laughs> nick's a bounty hunter yes yeah. he is goes to a shitty dive bar where we think there's going to be a donny brook yeah not really not there's a couple guys harassing some guys at the pool table this is casing the joint rolling them for some money or something i don't know and then he's just kind of like hey, these fucking guys so follows them mm-hmm. then they go to um like an asian food marketplace and start harassing the shop owner and i guess his daughter or something and um, much younger girl. Um, and like, finally, he's like, "All right, fine. I've had enough of this shit." So, um, basically, takes one out as he's walking out of the place, loaded up with beer and chips and everything. Uh, kicks the guy that was in the car, and then the one he's actually after, the one who's actually on the most wanted list, mm-hmm. um, is still like pretty much threatening to kill the shopkeeper. So he walks in and begins just gutting the place up like pretty bad. Yeah, like, like yeah, just the cooler, like shoots. intentionally not shooting the guy, just no. shooting everything around him so that the guy's freaking the fuck out. Yeah, shooting the chip display, yeah. shooting the freezer. Anyway, like eventually, uh, you know, clocks him against the head with his uh, crazy shotgun. He's got like a pistol grip shotgun with a laser, laser scope. scope on it. <laughs> Which really, you just point the shotgun. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's going. Yeah, it's a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna hit something. Laser sight, I guess, not scope. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, but um, yeah, and so like anyway, like ha- handcuffs him and throws the guy a hundred bucks and is like. You know, sorry for your trouble that yeah. I just destroyed your shop, I yeah. guess. But Keep the change, you filthy It was 1986. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was about $100 worth of damage. Yeah, for that. Yeah, for yeah. those food products. Because yeah. the guy was stealing Meisterbrow. So, right. so anyway, yeah. So takes him to the, or calls the cops and was like, all right, I'm bringing the scumbag in. You know, meet me. Meet me outside because I don't like cops. Right. And cops don't like me. Which, yeah. I, he... He's says best that, friend with a cop. He basically. says he's best friends with this guy, but he's like explaining the whole deal to him. For us, basically, but mm-hmm. it's like, why are you telling this guy your whole spiel? He should know that already. Mm, but maybe. yeah, he's just like, I'm bringing a guy in. Meet me outside. Yeah. His buddy, Danny. Danny. And Danny's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? Where's this guy? Yeah. And the guy's in the trunk. Yeah. And they open the trunk. The guy's like, you have to read me my rights, you son of a bitch. This is no good. And he's like, I'm not a cop. That's pretty much where we learn that that's what's going. I mean, yeah. we've mm-hmm. kind of figured it out already, but sure. and he's like, "You're a goddamn bounty hunter, <laughs> you suck ass, dude. you piece of trash." I, I'm going to go ahead and say, like at this point, like I love the fact that this is a mid to late '80s action movie where it's just like it's an R. Yep. Oh, yeah. Fucking like, go nuts. Yep. Yeah. And violence, cursing, whatever. Yeah. I don't think there's any nudity, but you know, it could have been. I mean, it just probably was no need for it. it yeah, was, it just like, didn't come up. We need wall to wall cursing and violence. So yeah. Not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I mean, this guy's like getting some good shots in, right? Yeah, and the cop like slams the trunk on his head, mm-hmm. of course, and then take like, this cocksucker out of here, get him out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then, then Rucker Howard goes back to his bat cave, right? Yeah, which he kind of has like a warehouse just for his bounty hunting stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet pad. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, he drives. He has like a, a 
almost like a garage door opener, but it's like all coded and mm-hmm. stuff that lets him into the building. Then one that opens the elevator, lets him drive the car on, and then waits a certain period of time and then lifts the car up. So he has basically the Batcave thing because he's got several cars waiting there and several motorcycles and a shooting range, mm-hmm. a gun vault, weight room. Yeah, like a like a, one of those shitty like miniature little hockey tables. I don't know what you call those. They're not air uh, hockey, like almost no. like foosball, but no. It's, yeah, I yeah. don't know what they're called. Air yeah. hockey. Yeah, no. no air. It's just like foosball, but with hockey. Hockey. Yes. That's it. Okay. It's a hockey table. Yes. Very good. He's probably got all, That's probably all it's called, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then just, I don't know, just cool shit. Yeah, whatever yeah, cool he needs. Place. But plenty of weaponry. Yes. Jesus. He has like an arsenal wall. Yeah. yeah. He has a basketball and a goal. and Yeah, but he also, he plays like almost goth music, <laughs> but like dancey goth. Yeah, it's like Bauhaus or some weird yeah, shit it's, playing. It's like, what the fuck are you listening to? Because he was listening to it in the car, mm-hmm. and then when he got up, he finds it on the radio and like keeps listening to it, and it's just like, this is not what I would expect you to be Rucker listening Howard to. This is not Rucker Hauer music. No. Even though your name's Rucker Hauer. Yeah. But yeah. Kind of wants to dance to it, but instead he just starts slamming a basketball mm-hmm. against the wall. Yeah. And then, it, and then brains himself in the <laughs> face with the basketball. Yeah, and he's just like, well, I'm a goofy bounty hunter, dude. Yep. <laughs> And Danny shows up, pays him for the job, says, hey, 25 grand, not bad for a night's work. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm Marker Hauer. He's making him sign all this paperwork. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Yeah. Don't That's where we learn he has a girlfriend mm-hmm. and that Danny has bought a motorcycle and Marker Hauer to- is going to blackmail him <laughs> about his, uh, he's going to tell his wife that he bought a motorcycle mm-hmm. if. Yeah, because he has to keep the motorcycle at the Batcave because mm-hmm. he can't let his wife find Which it. Which he drives around later, inside. <laughs> yeah. Just the scene starts. While you just having see a conversation. <laughs> riding around this warehouse like, wee During the biggest crisis LA has ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Because, like, intercut during the opening scenes is Gene Simmons at the airport dressed as a rabbi getting in a car... Mm-hmm. Then immediately killing that guy. and then I get, think that guy actually thought he was the rabbi that he was supposed to pick up or something. It was some, it, some elaborate yeah. plan. It just seemed like a strange ruse to just get in the car that was following them. Not as strange as the fact that after he slits the guy's throat and then gets into the proper van where, you know, where his terrorist friends are waiting, mm-hmm. he actually pulls out a pair of scissors and begins cutting his giant rabbi beard. It's yes. like, you actually... You actually grew. No, no, lot. that was no. I don't think so. Well, no, Gene Simmons didn't actually, but there's right. the character. Yes, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, the yeah. character in the yeah. movie went through this ruse where he was like, you know what, I yeah. can wait. I Throw don't know, beard. eight to like, eight he months was, to the year. And, yeah, he, he was a method Jew. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to live it if you're going to do it. I okay. believe he kind of does. I, I think so. <laughs> it is okay. It's for the November. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he's a he's an Arab terrorist guy yeah. who really only has an accent when he says his own name. Yes. And then he just talks like Gene Simmons. <laughs> so, Pretty much. Yeah. And then it's not very long before they start enacting their plan. I think we kind of leave Rucker out for a while and go into like it's time. I think he goes to his boat or yeah. whatever and has, you know, sexy time with his stewardess soon to be. Was it doctor? Lawyer? What was she trying to study? Anthropologist. Anthropologist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's going to get her doctorate. Doctorate in anthropology. Okay. Yes. Right. And, and then. And continue to be a stewardess because right. she won't get a job. Yeah. But she <laughs> wasn't Flight supposed opinion, to be there. Sorry. Well, no. It's the no. 1986 stewardess. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm she sure. wasn't supposed to be there. She surprised him on his boat. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. The HMS bounty. Yeah. Get it. All right. Oh, yeah. I get it. He's a bounty hunter. There it is. Oh. oh I couldn't get I over the it. fact that 
I was waiting for the mutiny. Yeah. What? Oh. Anyway. Um, anyway. So Gene Simmons' first part, you know, of his nine-point evil plan is that he's going to blow up a movie theater mm-hmm. yeah. that is showing Rambo First Blood Part Two, even though Marquis just says Rambo. It's Rambo. Rambo. And we're shown that he and his uh, lady uh, accomplice yeah. um, are going in. Uh, he, he's gone to meet somebody, and they get the ex- explanation about how the trigger and the remote trigger works, and yeah, a little and bit too a long of a scene. Super hard on about it. He's just yeah. like, oh, this is so good. This will work two miles away. And he's like, but then I wouldn't see it blow up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so they go into the theater in like a matinee. And keep in mind, this is Rambo 2. Yeah. And there's like families with little kids <laughs> walking yep. in and out of the theater. It's the 80s, man. Uh, I love that they're also like all dressed up. Too. Yeah. They're like. In their Sunday best to go to see Rambo. It was that last bastion of, hey, we're going to the movies. Put on your finest (laughs) outfits. Yeah, this was back in the the day. The Joker might kill your parents afterwards. (laughs) Come on, Martha. Young Bruce wants to see Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they they throw some kids there to make it even more tragic, which, you know, really, a theater full of 170 people. I don't need a couple of kids thrown in there to go, oh, that's bad. Why did that have to happen? But yes, they blow up this theater and murder roughly 170 people. Yeah. Yeah. But he has called the newspaper right before that and said, a lot of people are going to take credit for this. I just want you to know it's me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, because I'm standing outside and I just put my handprint Mm -hmm. on this phone booth. Yep. So check it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so then then this like mobilizes the city because all the cops are like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Because the next morning, Rucker Howard and his lady are having breakfast. And, you know, breaking news. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, huh, that's a shame. Here, have some more coffee. And, yeah. and then Benson sticks his, sticks his head in the boat like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, it's you. who We don't know who he is, but mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm going to go take a walk with this guy. Just stay here and drink more coffee. Mm-hmm. So they go off. And, and Robert Guillaume gives him the whole breakdown. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, what are you doing here? He's like, CIA needs you now more than ever. Black Dynamite, <laughs> come back and <laughs> just one more it's job. White, white just, Dynamite, yeah. And he's and Ruck Howard's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Well, he's he doesn't want to do it because he knows that Deep Throat from the X Files is yeah. running things. Yeah, he's just like, you guys are just yeah. gonna fuck with me, and I don't. want Yeah, he's like this. Lipton's Lipton's in charge. Fuck that, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And Robert Gilm's like, well, it's like 250 grand. Yeah, plus 50k if you bring him in alive. Yeah. All right. Well, even better is he he asks him he's like, "What's the bonus for bringing him in alive?" and he's like, "It's another 50,000." He's like, "Good. I want to just want to know what I'm throwing away when I'm <laughs> yeah, murdering yeah. a bitch." <laughs> yeah. But he's like, "Okay, if I'm in, I got I got to do this. I got to do it my way and no one follows me and everyone leaves me alone. Just mm-hmm. let me do my thing." And Robert Yum's like, "Yeah. That dude, no problem." And then, like, and immediately... the thing is, Robert Guillaume sticks to that. Oh, yes, absolutely, he Everyone does. above Robert Guillaume <laughs> doesn't give a fuck what Robert Guillaume has promised him. Yeah, because, like, they go their separate ways, and immediately Rucker Howard's like, son of a bitch, there's a guy over here watching me. hmm So, that begins... That begins, like, the middle chunk of this movie, which is basically, forget Gene Simmons and whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. We have to track Rucker Howard. And they give, like, a flimsy, flimsy explanation as to why... But it, it's just increasingly annoying that they're putting all their resources into d- just following Rucker Hauer. Yeah, because, I mean, their their reasoning is he's the bait. Yeah. He, like, they know that Gene Simmons has a complete heart on for Rucker Hauer. 
wants mm-hmm. to kill him because back in Beirut, shit went bad in '78. <laughs> he killed four of them, and he didn't get the fifth. And yeah. the fifth is Gene Simmons, and he's pissed. It wouldn't have mattered except it was all Gene Simmons' friends. So, yeah, but yeah. As, so they as always in the Stanley, '80s, Ace Freely. Yeah, yeah. As always in the Starman. '80s, if there was shady shit and somebody had a past and something went wrong, it always went wrong in Beirut. Beirut, man. <laughs> I'm glad they built a wall around that country because <laughs> we needed to stop going there and fucking that, shit up. I love that I honestly don't know what actually happened in Beirut. No I idea. only know like the movie version of Beirut is like, man, we did some bad shit. Like CIA, CIA FBI. We were running black Internal ops there Affairs, for like 25 whoever years. Whoever was there. Yeah. They did something bad and it all went wrong. Yep. Always. I think actual Beirut was nothing. I, I think it was like Grenada. I think it was like this weekend thing where it was just like, well, that would have that happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, the movie makes it this big boogeyman town of just boo, Beirut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so th- that's basically the whole midsection is Rucker Howard trying to do things and seeing that he's being followed or actually getting stopped. And, but yeah, he's actually, he gets leads. Yeah. Like, like he starts out, they're kind of, he, he ditches one tail because he sees him when he's getting off his boat. So he swims out of his boat on the back end, Yeah, you know, gets in the car, yanks the guy's, uh, shifter out mm-hmm. so that the guy cannot put the car in drive to chase him just breaks the, breaks <laughs> this yeah just the, breaks, the, breaks the thing yeah. off yeah, yeah breaks it off it's a, a wheel mounted one mm-hmm. on the yeah. yeah yeah and breaks a bottle and sort of stabs him in the neck a little bit with it and so he tells robert guillaume later he's like i marked him yeah. not only do i figure <laughs> out who he was i marked him for yeah. you uh so yeah it, he's he's kind of doing his job he's getting leads and stuff he's the thing about rucker howard in this movie up until a point is that he's very sort of lackadaisical about everything he's doing like everything takes a good long amount of time like even dialogue is just sort of like he's just gonna get there when he gets there Mm -hmm. just let him whatever he wants to do yeah so he's not in a hurry and even like when when he gets in this convoluted trap where he's been blocked off by two of the guys chasing him he's just kind of he just busts out a newspaper he's just like well i'll just wait here until this foolishness is over Mm -hmm. with well because they've brought in the apparently the lapd to yeah, like pull him over for some bullshit parking violation to to slow him down, mm-hmm. which is weird because well, they I actually cause an accident. Well, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's right. They pull a they pull a car out in front of him so that he hits it. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, basically, it just slows him down, which doesn't make any sense because ultimately, the guys above Robert Guillaume are essentially trying to use him as bait, right? Like because he goes and finds. Like, I don't. I don't really understand how he, he found the first loose thread, but he found the the big redneck like Vietnam vet guy. Well, they found one guy that they had in jail that was some kind of okay. That's rank. right. That's right. They traced and, the the and he squeezed him thing they found. Yeah, and yeah, they the found trigger. out where it was stolen from the trigger, right. and then solenoid. they found out where he had bought the solenoid yeah. trigger, and that's the guy where he and the wife were watching wrestling. And right. Yeah. Horrible food. Which I'm pretty sure he was going to murder that guy, except he was like, "Oh, you were in the shit. All right. Well, you're just kind of a shithead now, so yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. going to murder you, but you should know better." Well, yeah, you know, and he yeah, quizzes but, that but, guy too. He's like, "So you came back from Vietnam, huh?" He's like, yeah. "Yes, he did, because he's <laughs> no, there." I'm Rucker still Howard. there, actually. Because then, like, instead of saying something clever, he just says, "A lot of good guys didn't come back." Yeah, and he's just like, "Okay." Yeah, there, there's a few where he doesn't get <laughs> yeah. lines in at all. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. but he got punch a name. For a couple script passes yeah. to punch that up. Yeah. He got a Neither name. Needed Arnie to yeah. drop a line in there for him. <laughs> yeah, he got a name from him, and then goes to see that guy, and that's where. That's that's just before he gets into the or that's right after the traffic accident. Yeah. Like they yeah, slowed him that's down. That's where the way. he's going. Yeah, that's right. what what doesn't make sense about 
their reasoning yeah. is they're using him as bait, right? But he's actually doing their job for him. Like, yes, I he's think got a lead that's going to lead to the next guy. I think what they were saying in their little powwow was that he was getting there too quickly and they weren't ready to mobilize. So I think their intention is still to get Gene Simmons, but it's like he's getting there too fast and we can't be there to take the credit for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stop him until we can get there. Yeah, Cause something, I, something like that. Because yeah, he was he was basically almost to the guy that was like one step below Gene Simmons' right, crew. Right. And so, but they also had a guy on on the inside that was like really like right next to him because like they had the the evil falafel shop that was basically <laughs> like their. Well, I'm just saying like they, like <laughs> the shop itself is not evil. Well, <laughs> the shop <laughs> may yes, have been. You had, oh. It may have been. <laughs> you never know. But like there's just there, some evil falafels. like all of their yeah, op- awful falafel. <laughs> falafel. <laughs> you beat me to it by two seconds. Damn it. <laughs> they were making bomb in the goosh. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, like, basically, but I'm just saying, like, this is the point of operations. Like, notes are getting passed in and out of here about, all right, kill this guy, take this here. Do th- I mean, this is, like, this is the cover operation. Right. But they have, like, a guy on the inside there because they send their flunky who got marked with the, the bottle in to talk to his guys. Yeah. And basically say, like, okay, go off and kill... Rutger Hauer and the guy that he's about to question. Right. Mm-hmm. So that the F or the FBI, the CIA, whoever tries to roll in and murder and, and, and trap and, and, and catch them as they're trying to murder him, I guess, yeah. get them on that charge, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, it just becomes this crazy shootout. The guy that he's, it gets another name from, which is basically now Gene Simmons's right hand man, you know, bomb making man and, uh, gets his name right before this guy gets shot up in this car chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He he does this weird thing where like he ditches his car in a parking garage and then hides out in the sewers or something. It's it's it, bizarre. It's a little it. strange. Yeah, car chase isn't that great, but there's some good like it, it, the windshield gets all shot up and he's just shooting his shotgun out and blowing mm-hmm. up cars in front of him. And, oh yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's well, well, no. I, I thought you were going to take it a step further because the, there, there's a uh, like an SUV, like a suburban thing that's been trailing him that's the um the arab assassin guys yeah and one guy's hanging out the back shooting at him and he just takes his, <laughs> his crazy shotgun shoots him guy falls out of the back and then just like really good dummy gets yeah. rolled over by his you know his uh you know lincoln or whatever yeah and he acts totally yeah, like perpendicular to the car i mean yeah. just like stuck under both wheels just head yeah. and knees and he's just, just like crunch he's just like god like, damn it <laughs> there are still chunks of that guy in oh that yeah car. <laughs> it's never coming out but record just gives the best reaction like Ugh. yeah that's going to mess with my suspension. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. But yeah. I'm, but out, yeah, of, then I'm he, out of alignment now. Then he goes into the sewers and goes well, feral. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, but what happens is it, like he gets, they get the guy cornered mm-hmm. and the guy comes out with the bomb that he had. Oh yeah. Right. And then he's going to shoot him, you know, like shoot the bomb out of his hand or whatever. And the guy's <laughs> like, no, we need to negotiate with him. And then he blows himself up. Yeah. And that's when Rucker just basically flat out confronts deep throat and everybody else that's there and he's like you you bastards oh yeah just pulls a knife on. yeah and that's when he's like well what is what's what's the deal why me and he's like because you're the bait yeah you're beirut son yeah it's beirut because everything went wrong so they need you he's like well fuck all this and and (laughs) it's like quit telling me i'm off the case yeah leave me alone yeah i'm turning in my badge and my gun right if i had one to turn in (laughs) but i'm not actually sanctioned by you so so whatever figuratively here leave me alone (laughs) right Go away. I'm off the force. Yeah. <laughs> I've blocked you on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So the end. Yeah. So then he. <laughs> no, he, even worse. He muted him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, He'll never even no. know. Oh. So bad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But so there, there's a good there's a good moment earlier where it, 
Guillaume is set up that he knows he's got a, a voltage meter on his phone to know mm-hmm. if someone's listening or not. And one of the calls, he realizes someone was listening and he calls whoever and's like, run a trace on my phone. Well, he basically turns around and sees Deep Throat like hanging up the phone yeah. in, in the other room. Like, yeah, he's like, you guys are really shitty at this like covert thing. Yeah. Because yeah. then it comes back, he's like, no, your phone's clean, dude. And he's like, really? Yeah. And then he's like, well, I'll just go yeah. check out this meeting that they're having. And they're all, they're all just like, hey, how's it going? You know, after they've just had this 20 minutes of, we're going to get Rucker Howard, that son of a bitch. <laughs> and he just comes in, they're just like, hey, man, how's your buddy doing? And he's just like, he sees the guy with the, the neck wound. And mm-hmm. gives him a line, you know, it's like, oh, I should switch to electric. You'll save on Band-Aids. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I get it. Ha ha. It's real funny. And he's like, no, that's a good piece of advice. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I won't get razor burn at all. Yeah. Because then Deep Throat's like, you know, no, we're, we're everything's cool here. We're not. <laughs> yeah. They're all pulling the Mark Wahlberg. What? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Guillaume's just looking at him like, you motherfuckers. Well, you weren't following <laughs> Rucker Howard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Guillaume knows now. Yeah. Um, and then he's pretty much on board with Rucker Howard the rest of the time. He's just like, look, man, wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he gets confronted later about yeah. it. But Yeah. So, but yeah, so Rucker drives off with the dead body in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, and they're still following him. Yeah. And that's when he just does the, he yeah, goes to the bottom goes, of the parking garage yeah. and eventually goes in the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. Goes in the sewers, gets a cool zero point perspective shot of him using this going down a tunnel mm-hmm. with just the flashlight Yep, that goes on for way too long. Mm-hmm. It, they knew they had a cool shot. Yeah, yeah they knew they had a cool a shot. Too long. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes back to his boat, right? Uh, I think so, because, yeah, they've gone back to tailing his boat because they're like, we lost him, and that's really the only place we know he might be. Yeah. I, I, maybe they don't know about his... Bat cave? I don't know. No, he said they were watching it because oh, okay. he had to. That's why he arranges that ruse on the boat so he could get back to the loft. Right. Um, but yeah, he goes back to the boat and his girlfriend is surprisingly there. And he's like, "What? You got to get out of here! What are you doing?" Yeah. He's like, "Well, no, you stay here. I'm going to get out of here yeah. and call my friend Danny, the cop, who's going to happens to have a a Rutger Hauer wig." <laughs> In his be- in his bathroom. Yeah, I would think the wife would ask questions about that before the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we mentioned it. he's hiding a Harley at. Oh yeah, at we, the yeah. Did we mention it? Oh yeah, okay. we did because he drove it around like. Oh okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He puts on his Riker Hauer wig and goes towards the uh, to the boat and picks up his trench coat mm-hmm. and then walks onto the boat so that everyone thinks it's Riker Hauer going onto the boat. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's sitting over there with all the bums, right? <laughs> hang out of the boat yards, I guess. And uh, well, he's going to then take Danny's car, and, right. and so he can go back to the law. Yeah, because he he needs like his arsenal. Yeah, because they're all like he's on the boat, he's here, we mm-hmm. got him again. Not chasing Gene. Gene Simmons has been out of this movie the, for like an hour, basically. Even mm-hmm. though they've revealed the plot, which is to blow up a chemical factory and you know do this twenty four like cloud that's going to blanket mm-hmm. <laughs> Los Angeles and yeah. kill thirty thousand people. But yeah. that's not important right now because well, they planned it out with the Santa Ana winds and uh-huh. down yeah. the valley and all that. But none of this is important. We got to get Rucker Hauer because Beirut. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, basically, Danny goes on the boat, sees the girlfriend who's never met him before in her no. life, and he's just like, "Hello, you must be so and so, Smooch." Yeah, it's like I'm not him. Obviously, I'm <laughs> Danny, um, and we have to go for a little boat ride. Yeah, and she's just like. Oh, you. Oh, this is mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. She takes this well. Yeah. She does. But she doesn't take the next thing very well because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody, nobody would. Because well, she's, that She's boat, probably more upset about it than you are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that boat blows the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. Literally seconds later. Yep. 
and Rucker yeah, Howard's like, like and, and the whole time Robert Guillaume has been yelling at him. He's like, he's like Rucker Howard, yeah, <laughs> Rucker Howard, Nick, <laughs> Nick, yeah, because oh, he yeah, runs Nick. down to the pier and like fishermen are holding him back and yeah, and he and he, you kind of figure that he suspects it's not him, yeah, but. Either way, the boat blows up. He just saw it. He knows somebody just died. Yeah. It, it's a weird shift in tone because things had gotten a little jaunty there for a second. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, things, you know, it was like, all right, shit went real. And then it was like, okay, let's play Rutger Hauer, <laughs> lose the cops game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, yeah. And then, like, him joking with his friend and everything. And then friend shows up and, like, hey, you don't know me, but I'm going to kidnap you to the sea yeah. where there are no laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They're oh, going to no. drive uh, out five miles and then gamble. Yeah. And then, oh, no. and then, boom! Just out of, you know, I, I think yeah. we knew it was coming, like because they he basically Gene Simmons had been like, "All right, go to his boat and murder." Because I think they they captured what it was is they captured the guy who cut himself shaving. Yeah, um, you know, whatever. Right, the, the guy had been marked, and and mm-hmm. they were torturing him. And yeah. he said uh, he has a boat in the, the whatever Maria. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but it, this movie needed a course correction because up until that point, it was. I don't want to say toneless, but it was it was not your typical like he's a badass and shit's gone wrong and he's got to deal with it. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like he's going to do some stuff and other guys are going to do some stuff and everybody's kind of going to joke about it and well, something might the blow up. The reason it feels jaunty is because the harmonica on the soundtrack <laughs> is wailing away whenever there's no dialogue. Yeah. yeah. How did we not mention that until now? Well, we mentioned the backstory about the harmonica, but not that yeah. it was also... Yeah, on the soundtrack. It's basically like if you think of the lethal weapon like guitar whale or the imagine the, that the bulletproof sax. Yeah. 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 Imagine that replaced with harmonica where it's like just guy jamming. Like no theme. Not like a recurring theme. No. Or not, you know, like a Sergio Leone kind of thing, but just guy just jamming on a harmonica. Like whenever there's space to fill. Mm-hmm. And usually that's when something serious is going on. Uh yeah, so it it adds a weird tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it was but, hard to nail down exactly where this movie was going. But the yeah, boat blows up. But the boat blows up is basically his only two friends that aren't Robert Guillaume <laughs> are dead, and yeah. he's seen it. He's seen it happen too because he was on the docks just pretending to be a dock worker so that he could kind of sneak away at some point. Right. And he didn't expect the boat to get blown up. No, you know, no, he did not. But yeah, so he because he was getting ready to get in the car and go. Yeah, and the boat blows up, and he's like, he starts freaking out. Um. Guillaume gets back in his car and calls Deep Throat on the radio. It's just like they they killed him. You know, it's goddamn they blew up the boat. And he's yeah. just like, well, I guess we can divert <laughs> yeah. resources now. <laughs> yeah, Deep Throat's just like, well, take surveillance off him then. Well, the yeah. guy's a real dick because like he's on the 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 walkie-talkie and he's like holding the button down like, yeah, all right, I guess call off surveillance on him. <laughs> like, doesn't yeah. bother to take his thumb off. Yeah, it's yeah. just like just so you know, Robert Guillaume, I'm you know, I don't really care. Yeah, what your friend's yeah. dead. Yeah, but then immediately Rucker Howard's in the back seat pointing a gun at him. He's like. The fuck, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't turn around. Drive. Yeah. Guillaume's like, oh, ghost with a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this establishes that nobody else knows that he's alive except Robert Guillaume. Yeah. For the rest of the movie. Yeah, for the rest of the movie. And so, yeah, this this becomes, all right, get me here so I can get armed and yeah. take yeah. out Gene Gearing Simmons. up montage back at the Batcave. Yeah. Um, which kind of really isn't. He's he's already geared up, but he's just watching television. Well, he's taping his pants. Yeah. Wait, okay. <laughs> it's terrible, terrible pants. Why is he <laughs> taping his w- pants? Because um, there was no fastening features on those pants. They were just material. But why is he taping them? They were like leather parachute pants. Yeah. They looked. They yeah, were the they looked worst. weird. They looked like 
Hefty like bags. a windbreaker <laughs> for pants. But, but pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were terrible. Pants breaker. Terrible pants. <laughs> I am the pants breaker. <laughs> they were the type of pants Rucker Hauer should not be wearing. No. But he did. But they are the type of pants that Rucker Hauer would wear. Yeah. Because yeah. he did. And he had a person yeah. in the in the crew who specifically picked them out for him. Yeah, but they're the but, pants like your wife's just like, you're wearing that today? Mm-hmm. You're wearing those pants to go kill Gene You're wearing those fucking pants again. <laughs> I wouldn't let you out of the Bauhaus with those on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying, like, maybe that's the shit he was wearing in the club. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, military combat? Look, it's got, yeah, it's got pockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cargo pants. But yeah. So the news he, is on, and it's like, you know, hey, Gene Simmons is, is doing shit. Yeah, and in the background, they've been saying, like, oh, the, you know, here's the body count. Here, they've blown up this boat with these two people. That brings the count up to this. And There's car bombs everywhere. Well, that's, yeah. that's the next step, yeah. Because, yeah. like, they're basically, they go to the uh, to the how, how it's made barrel factory <laughs> and show us that they're basically creating barrels from scratch. Yep. And, like. They're filling them with one filling, of two things. Yes. <laughs> they're all the same color. Like, it's not like the red barrels get. No. Like, it's, it, it could get a little confusing about where the logistics of where all the barrels are, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, they're loading up the barrels and sealing with either packed to the brim with dynamite mm-hmm. or yes. terrorist. Yes. <laughs> and now, when we say terrorist, we mean your typical, like, like yep. grave yes, fatigue. Stereotypical. And, yeah. The red, yeah, red, white, yeah, red, red, scarf thing. Yeah, and it's just and and, and an AK forty-seven. Yeah. It's just like oh, okay, you know, all ruses are done, and yeah. now you know we have barrels full of terrorists, <laughs> and we're loading them onto trucks. <laughs> and, and this movie had a pretty good fake dynamite budget because they're they're passing around like these huge like here, give this to Mahlim, and you know it's just this, it's like twenty sticks of dynamite taped together with some wires on it. It's just oh, like yeah. here, it's, it's like, like a, your Acme dynamite, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's just the and most comical shitload of it. <laughs> yes, it's, it's everywhere. fucking everywhere. Yeah, because they established they were in crates, and then you just see wall of crates behind all yeah. the barrels, and it's like, mm-hmm. God damn, that's yeah, a lot just, of dynamite. You see them filling barrels and you know putting the lid back on. It's like, Good lord, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of dynamite. Yeah, but yeah, so but this is when Gene Simmons is like, All right, it's time for you know part seven of the nine point plan. It's start you know setting off the car bombs, and I guess to create you know chaos around Los sure. Angeles and divide yeah. all the forces. Diversion, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, but, we load the trucks onto you know with. Mm-hmm. The various and assorted yeah. And meanwhile, Rucker Howard basically Robert Yelms called him and said, "Here's an address." Yeah. So he goes there and he finds the wetsuit that is still dripping. That he's like, "Oh, this is how they blew up my fucking boat." Yep. Yeah. This was the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was the guy. And then he hears the guy come back. Yep. And the guy knows there's somebody there because he sees the bike and he's sneaking in slow. And man, he turns a corner and just gets biker helmet directly to the face. <laughs> yep. Oh man. I mean, just jacked in the face. Yeah. And then Rucker Hauer starts throws him into the locker a few times and then puts him inside <laughs> Takes the locker. Money. Yeah. 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 Well, the first, shuts the locker. <laughs> the guy's like, "Let me out, please." <laughs> yeah. He actually says that. He's like, "I'm being very polite now." <laughs> and he's like, "No, you're going to tell me where you know where's Gene Simmons?" And he's like, "I don't know who Gene Simmons is." Yeah. And so he will tap on the on the cabinet and then fire the shotgun mm-hmm. and the guy's just freaking out just, ah. well, i'm sure it's loud well i'm sure he's yeah. also getting it's hit also by like a shotgun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because later oh, yeah, maybe. he's fucking covered in blood but uh so he does that two or three times till the guy eventually gives up the information <laughs> rucker i was like thank you and then knocks the cabinet over <laughs> and it goes down the stairs down the <laughs> stairs very nice move i like which it. later <laughs> on <laughs> Leads to a great reaction from Robert Guillaume when he and the other and Deep Throat and all the other people show up there and they're like, oh my, like, oh, they've got the guy and there were a bunch of, there's a bunch of dynamite here and everything. And then 
Robert Gilb just looks at the locker and he just kind of shakes his head. He's like, oh, that son of a bitch. Yep. He's like, and then he just starts laughing. He's like, fuck yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. And then there's this convoluted where they, 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 like, they get the guy that was in the locker mm-hmm. from the LAPD mm-hmm. and they start questioning him. And like their interrogation methods are like one backhand. No, this was another, no, that was at the other place. Yeah. But anyway, like they try to start questioning this guy. Yeah. And um, like they're all just kind of standing around, like well, I don't know, he's not really talking. What do we do? And he just reaches over, pulls out the sidearm of one guy, sticks in his mouth, and blows his head off. Yeah. Like, well, after they'd handed this piece of paper and be like, "Is this is this address important?" Yeah. And yeah, he just reaches over, blam, and like everybody's kind of like, "Oh, oh, that happened." Oh shit! Well, and they all just kind of looked at him while he did it. He didn't yeah. go fast. He just kind of went, <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. "Oh, gone." Yeah. Oh shit! That's hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, did you, mm. do you want to do that? Oh. oh. Oh, oh, I guess you did. Like, yeah, they had time to pull their guns on him. Yeah. Like, no, don't, don't yeah. shoot. We'll shoot you if you shoot yourself in the head. I mean, all of them could have just been like, bap, <laughs> just yeah. like, no, just yeah. pat him like a puppy. But yeah, that dude kills himself. And they're just like, well, I guess we pull surveillance off him too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess this this address was important. <laughs> yeah. Go there. Let's go there. And see right, let's happens. go there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so they go there, which is basically like where they were doing all the planning because yeah. they find the blueprints for the theater, and they're like. Okay, oh. so what's this other blueprint for? It's it's a it's a factory. Where where is it? Yeah, this is when they poorly interrogate the yeah. guy. Where they're just like one guy. They're like, "Where is this? Where is this factory?" <laughs> and he's just like, "Bip, you know, my pimp hand is strong." <laughs> right. And he's just like, mm-hmm. "Well, I guess this is useless." Yeah, it's like really <laughs> backhands him one really? time, yeah. doesn't say anything, and they're like, "Well, we invented tasers. There are testicles yeah. and tasers. <laughs> yeah. no. There are levels we could go." <laughs> well, they're worried because the last guy they tried to interrogate grabbed the gun and shot himself in the head. How about so. we strap yeah. his hands down? <laughs> they don't—they're not <laughs> learning Why don't quickly we restrain enough. The guy? <laughs> just dire situation. Jack Bauer, the guy, a little yeah. bit. That's all I'm asking. No, but they, they just start. They they go somewhere to do research. Just like we got to find this. They start just calling around. Like, are, are you the warehouse? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Bye. <laughs> But the, like the truck is rolling up into the the factory now, filled with barrels of either dude or dynamite. Oh, and Rutger Hauer has uh, successfully cape feared his way onto the bottom of the truck. Yes, and, and ridden mm-hmm. there the entire way. Right. Yeah. Um, they get past the guards and then go in, start unloading the barrels. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Rutger Hauer keeps hiding under the truck until eventually, just there's just one dude left, the driver of the truck. Yeah. Yeah, and he just unhitches the back of the truck. And as the guy's driving off, and he's like, the driver stops. He's like, what the shit? <laughs> and that's, yeah, by the way, Rucker Howard would probably be crushed if he was still under there, because they don't typically... Yeah. yeah. The you, front you, does you, not you, support yeah. itself. No, no, unless you put the thing down. Yeah. But yeah. The guy probably would have noticed that. Yeah. I'm just thinking. But driver gets a good off-screen kick to the face. Oh, yeah, he does. And, and then uh, he steals the truck. Yeah. And he's just driving the truck around the factory. Now, we've been given the information from the, the, the house where somebody runs in about, like, they rented an armored car this way. I don't know where you rent an armored car, but I guess you can. Yeah. Because then, like, sure. Because he runs up on two guards and they're just like, hey. And he just, like, <laughs> takes them both out immediately because they're just like, what do you do? Ah. <laughs> so, well, I also like that they're smoking right in front of the no smoking, no smoking sign. No smoking sign. Like, with the, hey. the chemical barrels in the background. <laughs> hey, man. They are the law there. Yeah, they are the security guards. Yeah. So, he, like, knocks them out, takes their guns, and then immediately is when the armored car, which we just learned about 10 right. seconds earlier, just busts through the gates. Mm-hmm. With just shooting from behind, just yeah. shooting anything they can shoot. Yeah, they actually yeah. were able to rent the armored car that has like the gun slits. Yeah, in, and I'm like, okay, hey, hey, you know, sometimes you just need one. <laughs> hey, it's Bobby's. We don't exotic, ask any questions. Bobby's exotic car rental. <laughs> yeah. uh, you shoot a movie? You hey, it's L.A. <laughs> Listen, I've been to U-Haul. As long as you have a deposit, <laughs> yeah, they don't give a shit. No, 
They don't. They like you want to dolly with that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll help you move all them guns. <laughs> be way easier with the dolly. One more guy will help you lift all that shit into the truck. You know, Mario ain't doing nothing. <laughs> He's got a brother. Oh, you got Weird. barrels too. Oh, oh I know a guy. Barrels. I know a fucking guy with barrels. What you got a terrorist in there? <laughs> he'll, he'll throw those fucking barrels right into fucking yeah. truck. Uh-huh. Used to chug him at princesses. He got ten years in a pen for that. He's out now. He's yeah. a good guy. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's got a kid. He's got a kid. He's got a kid. He's, he's, his got, way. he's really, got a. He's got a big he really eye. Calmed down after the kid. He got you into racing. He got into racing. You know. <laughs> He's, he went out to the country for a while, got, got into racing. Respectable, yeah. wears a tie yeah. everywhere. <laughs> all the fingers, all the pies, you know, he's got all these jobs. Yeah, he does whatever. He, he decided to start wearing a tie with his monkey suit. <laughs> that's how Gene Simmons got the, got the truck. Yes. yes. And see. From- exactly. <laughs> just, all the, all that it's, happened. It's, it's in the extras on the yes. DVD. Yes, it is. It seemed they just, they had to cut it for time. Like you do, yeah. But yeah, so... Rucker Hauer has to hop in the semi and chase uh-huh. down this truck. Yeah. Which, being an 80s action movie, they shoot everything but the driver's side of the vehicle. Well, he's right up on them. Yeah. I mean, they can't get a good shot Yeah, up and he's ramming it. Yeah, he's ramming it, and uh, Gene Simmons' girlfriend, which we haven't even mentioned. No, we didn't. Until this one. We didn't. Yeah, well. yeah but it's, she doesn't matter. Yeah, she doesn't do much. But she's the one driving, and she's apparently going to ram all the cops. Yeah. And Gene Simmons is like, no, turn. Right. Turn and she won't do it. She's like, no, this is how we want to go out. Right. And he's like, like, no, actually, nah, nah. <laughs> Listen, I like saying all this stuff, yeah. and I like when you guys do it. I don't really want to be doing any of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll push the little clicky thing and watch things uh-huh. blow up, but really, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I'm kind of Gene Simmons over here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he shoots her in the head. Yeah. And then starts driving the truck. Mm-hmm. And at one point, windshield wipers her brains off the side window. Yeah. So yeah. you can see how the, it's just gross. Yeah. yeah. But they, they eventually collide. Yeah, they, he, Rucker somehow gets around them and broadsides the vehicle. Yeah. And well, the two guys the hop out, the, yeah. gun up the front, and he's just like, are you done? And then shotguns <laughs> them both. <laughs> right. Gets out, and he's like, oh, this gun looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so upgrades. Yeah. And then there's it's a brief stalking through the factory scene, which, you know, we love we love our factories, that's for sure. Yeah. But it's it's very much a... Oh, there's Gene Simmons over there. Oh, I could probably shoot him, but nah, I want to get closer to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. He sets up a a little ruse where, you know, he puts his knife in the gun and has it start going off. And Mm -hmm. Simmons throws a grenade. And God, we were hoping it was the harmonica jammed (laughs) into the trigger. We kept waiting for it to play some part in this final battle because they made so he made such a point of putting it in his pocket when he left his well, boat he he put it in the ziploc bag when he went you know to sneak right. off swimming and then the girlfriend gave it to him like make sure you take this yeah and he's like, like oh right yeah he yeah. puts it in his pocket so we're like this is coming back yeah, he's of gonna course. kill someone with this yeah. harmonica mm-hmm. let's check uh, off harmonica <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but no he, he doesn't no uh, no they get into a fight they do not the, a, not much. I mean, he pretty much kicks Gene Simmons' well, ass. Well, Gene Simmons is just immediately just like kill me. Yeah, just I just, yep. please release Finish me from the this job world from seventy eight. Come <laughs> yeah. on, just just, just do, it. do it. I'm here. Kill yeah. me. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, nah. I'm just yeah. gonna punch and he's you. Like, a I'm lot. a soldier. I deserve to die honorably. Yeah, all that. And nope. He's like, nah. You're a fly <laughs> on a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and stuffs his mouth full of grenade that he had in hanging on his jacket the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now before we get. 
to the little I wish final. I could, man, anybody could get fucking grenades in the 80s. They were everywhere. You had to fight mm-hmm. the commies with them. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had been of grenade age in the 80s. Yeah. Fucking A, Wolverines, it was, man. It, it was actually, it was because of Grenada. There were yeah. so many leftover there, ones. Yes. Yeah. They were there was literally growing on trees in Grenada, and it was just like, here, everyone gets a grenade. <laughs> Moment of silence for General Norman Schwarzkopf, who brought all the grenades from Grenada. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, okay, so before we get to the, the final seed, like, when he's driving through the, the warehouse in his in the truck, the some of the barrels, some of them are detonating and going off and some of the like when the armor truck passes by they will hit the horn and that's the signal for the dudes to pop out and start mm-hmm. shooting well at one point rucker howard just plows right through a, a bunch of barrels like like a bowling alley and <laughs> one dude is actually out shooting and man he just <laughs> it's, it's that guy with the set and the barrels just rolling and the guys in it and yeah. runs that guy over it's pretty good it's pretty good they have some good dummies in this yeah, it's or stuntmen who died. Because <laughs> the last stuntman or dummy, holy shit, the shot that comes up after this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but so he, you know, he puts the yep. grenade in his mouth, and then you're kind of like, oh man, yeah, he's gonna, what's he gonna do? Well, because the whole and time, then, like he's saying, kill me. He's like, no, no, nah, I'm not gonna, nope. <laughs> no, but then he puts a grenade in his mouth, he and does. you're like, wow, is he gonna like chuck him off something with a yeah. grenade, and he's gonna blow up in midair or whatever? And no, he's just he's parading him outside. Yeah. He's leading him cops. with the... Yeah. <laughs> like through the smoke and the flames and yeah. everybody's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? He's still alive? And, yeah. and he's got the guy? Holy shit. We yeah. probably should have left him alone. But yeah, he comes out and he's just like, you know, here's your guy. Where's my money? He's like, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he, he throws like, where do I send the track? Yeah, like, Why don't you send it to... And then he takes like the longest... He, he goes like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights when he does that where he just goes off into space for like 30 seconds. Yeah. It, this was weird because he it's a good 20 seconds before he finishes his sentence because uh, he's send the check to and then he stops and waits and waits and then he says the widow of Danny whatever mm-hmm. guys like yeah all right okay they were actually writing out the cue cards off camera <laughs> yeah, wait he, what <laughs> what was that guy's name my best friend Danny da- Danny yeah. yeah he's yeah. like I'll be by later to pick up my bonus yeah and he goes then I'll take the bonus for myself yeah and then he, he, <laughs> so goes, takes, he takes one step and then he like turns back and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck the bonus. <laughs> Pulls Pulls the bed. Now the, the second in command to deep throat is standing like right there. And the look on his face is kind of priceless. Cause he's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude just go. <laughs> and then there's a shot of just dude standing there. Gene Simmons. Yeah. And top half just, just boom. Yeah, and then in fact, I like it. Just body falling backwards. Yeah, <laughs> dummy gets that top half of its shit blown up. Yeah, yep. but I mean, it's a. I mean, yeah, unless you're going frame by frame, that's a pretty good cut to explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then everyone's like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> he just blew that guy up. Well, there there is a good reaction, and there's a good pause before he blows up because everyone's like, "Oh, oh fuck!" and runs, and <laughs> yeah. then it's like everyone's just kind of standing like thirty. <laughs> You know, thirty yards away from him. Was yeah. there like half a second of Gene Simmons going? Yeah, yeah, there, yeah there is because he's like, I look around, going, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> and then cut to dummy exploding. Yeah, yeah, and he just kind of goes down this hill full of gravel, pulls out his harmonica, which comes back up and just goes to try back to trying to play "You Are My Sunshine," basically. Yeah, and then credits over top of that. Yes, and then it tries to get a little more jaunty because that's a total bummer of an ending. Yeah, but. yeah, we were all just kind of like, man, that was awesome. <laughs> and then after that, it's just kind of like. 
Oh, yeah. I guess all his friends are dead. Yeah, because oh. eventually he stops playing and just lays back, just hands over his face. You know, it, it's just like, wow, his whole world is destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> he is not coming back from this. Uh, but yeah, so the music is kind of like, hey, you had fun, right? Watching this movie. Here's some here's some hot harmonica music from our mm-hmm. resident harmonica guy from Harmonicus Corky 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 Siegel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and man, that guy fucking jams over the closing credits i mean you know like the trumpet player for american ninja he's just like this is my shot i'm going for it and he just (laughs) as much as you can go for it with a harmonica (laughs) he fucking goes for it Mm -hmm. so that's what plays us out yep the end then we rate it i think yeah i think that's what we do at the end right yeah i believe so sure i'll go i haven't gone first in a while okay um I really enjoyed this, despite the fact that like it has some tonal issues here and there. Um, it is kind of a bummer ending, so there's, it, it can't possibly go to five jocks because of that ending and other issues along the way. Um, there's some good, decent explosions. There's one where it, it looks like we're being set up for like this giant fucking barrel explosion, like because, like I said, we have these mysterious is it full of dynamite or terrorist barrels. And there's a point where they're just kind of shooting at the terrorists in the barrels, and we're like, no, guys, <laughs> some of those are, are loaded with dynamite. Some of those should be painted yeah. red. Yeah. And, and and there's an explosion, and then it kind of cuts away. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, it didn't go off like they wanted it to, and they're like, eh, get sort of the flash, but then it's disappointing or something happens. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I'm torn because, like, my part of me wants to say four jocks because, like, there's a lot of really good stuff in it, but I think I can only give it three. Mm-hmm. Um. I that is such a, a bummer ending, and I mean, there, there's so many good things that I'm like teetering on the edge. But I think I think three is the best I can do. Three jocks. I, I think I can agree with you. Give it a three. Um, it, it, aside from the tonal issues, there's there's just weird like this movie takes a long time setting up Rucker Howard's character, like a really long time, and it's not really setting anything up. It's just sort of him like sitting or looking at things. Like his his tour of his Bat Cave takes forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't have to take this long to show all this stuff. You know, like, he didn't need to hit him in the fa- hit himself in the face with the basketball. It's just, I don't know. I just never got a sense of this dude. He kind of seemed like he didn't give a shit about anything up until the point where the boat blew up. And even then, he was just sort of like, well, I'm going to finish this. And then... We well, had one line, like, when he's laying in the back of Guillaume's car. He's just like, oh, it hurts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this thing called emotion. So I've <laughs> yeah. previously, previously not given a shit about anything in my right. life. It's like, oh, what, what is happening? <laughs> I hate the feels yeah. so much. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I think, I, I do like it. I think it's it's very competent. It, it does what it tries to do very well. It just feels like there's about 20 minutes in there of wandering or looking at things where it's just like, okay, this we could probably do without this. Yeah. But, but for something... That at this point, before I was really not even much aware of, it it kind of holds up. I mean, it's it's a recommendable movie. I think. Yeah. Oh, one other, one other thing I want to mention, and sorry to hijack anybody, but um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> the, we didn't mention like Robert Guillaume like going into kind of like a full instant mode there for a little while. Like when yeah. he when he first finds out that like or he thinks that Rucker Howard's dead, there's a few minutes where it's like he is just exasperated the point of just fuck oh yeah when he's storming off the pier <laughs> yeah. and like pushing guys out of the way he's just like god damn it yeah i mean just to the point that like we need more angry robert guillaume yeah. in movies yeah. Ev- yeah. you know forever so everything he does Being in the third act is yeah. great yes yeah he's he's really good 
because that god that god damn it he gives mm-hmm. after he gets blown up is so good because yep. it's one of those one of those with a t in it you know it's god damn it <laughs> <laughs> yep but then he's just pissed at everybody but yeah i i agree with three jocks um i wish there was more gene simmons that was isn't just him looking at people going hey look i made this bomb and he's like <laughs> that bomb is the bomb <laughs> love it you know, I mean, that's all he does. And, and the whole I hate Rucker Hauer thing never shows in him or anyone around him. It's no. all told to us by Deep Throat and everybody else. Well, he never like, even gives the order. It's not like you see him on camera like, go. Well, yeah, there's one point where he's just like, where they show him photos of yeah. Rucker Hauer because he's checked out the scene at the theater. Right. And he's like, it's him. We'll kill him. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like that's all it's left at yeah. you know but in a movie like this what you need that dude to do is like he's got his mission of blow everything up but you kind of need him going off on this side trail of oh it's him the guy yeah. who left me alive in beirut i gotta focus on killing him and everyone needs to be like no dude you need to focus on blowing up the yeah the chemical plant and he's like oh leave me alone you know but he just yeah. never goes that yeah that's the sort of shit that cinema sins would be like no this is the stupidest <laughs> thing but it's the sort of stuff that makes you enjoy the movie more yeah you know, because yeah. because as it feels, it feels like the two of them don't really have personal stakes. Everyone just tells us they do. Right. But it never feels like they do. Exactly. But it's still, there's there's some fun to be had in this. And, you know, Rucker Howard's pretty good. A rare that. hero role. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of those. Yeah, we've had a few movies that he is. Yeah, but they're but just not his best ones. No. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, but that harmonica, my God. Like, <laughs> it's just over everything. It, it's there's a harmonica shadow over the movie. It's like a character. It kind of is. It's like another character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I wish the ending hadn't like had been, had let us just be like, fuck. Yeah. He just blew that fucker up and said, fuck the bonus. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet we're all just in stunned silence afterwards, which is kind of like not what you want from a scene like that. Yeah. So but still three jocks. It's pretty good. I liked it. I'm gonna have to agree. Um, I just have this have this much better vision of of the ending of that movie, and it just it, you can't leave it like that either. It's either you got to do the the crane zoom away, or something like him just walking away and pulling out the harmonica and wheedling on the harmonica a little bit, and then boom in the background <laughs> and fucking credits, and we're done and we move on. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, three jocks, pretty solid. Guillaume, god damn it. I mean, <laughs> yes. We need more Robert Guillaume. Yeah. Maybe it's just a, a movie that's like a million Robert Guillaumes. He's in that prison movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think it's Death Warrant is the one he's in. Okay. So let's watch that. Okay. Maybe, a, maybe a movie where it's just like... Guillaume Temper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where it's just like, you know... It'll be Guillaume Week. Yeah. <laughs> Old Guillaume Week. <laughs> um... No, a movie that's just all, all Robert Guillaume's. Like Multiplicity, know. but with yeah, Robert Guillaume. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Only okay. they don't get stupider, they just get more angry. Being <laughs> Robert Guillaume. Yeah. Yes. So each copy is just an angrier version. Yes, it's, it's, oh. we could call it Copy Cops. <laughs> <laughs> Write that movie. We'll put it on the put it in the notebook. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, let's take a break, shall we? Let's. All right.
All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast, hey. second half. Second half. It's the half that we talk about movies, uh-huh. except for this time. It's the half with no aim, because I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I, I watched a random movie. BJ's watched a movie that we've all seen and talked yeah. about, so we hmm. don't know what we're doing. Right. I watched a movie. Oh, okay. What movie did you what? watch? I watched Detention the next night. Huh. <laughs> it was two days of immersion. Man, Why didn't you no. watch it for five days? I don't know. Cause, Loser. Yeah, because I was busy. But no, uh, my wife wanted to see it after we had talked so highly of it, and she really enjoyed it, so I'll keep her. Another Detention fan. Yeah. Yay. No, But it was interesting because she enjoyed it for all the scary movie type satirical parts. Like, she pointed out something I didn't realize is that Basically, Riley, the main character, is very much like Anna Faris's character in those movies in that she is always falling down and getting injured. Oh. And I, you know, would never have picked up on that because nope. I think the scary movie movies are garbage. And I laughed once during the two I've seen, so. Yeah. But yeah. And well, that's, and I that love carries Gord. over from Scream, though, too. I mean, that's, that's what I was getting at, is that Nev Campbell falls down but somehow manages to kick the killer in the balls all the mm-hmm. time, too. Like, everybody... Mm-hmm is clumsy, but somehow manages to do something that saves their life for yeah. some period of time. Yeah. But they're usually yeah. clumsy when they're under pressure, not like Riley, who's just walking through the cafeteria. Sure. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Plop. But yeah. Yes. Plop. And well, Gord- the killer in this also got in detention, also got kicked in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was mm-hmm. very much in the same yeah. frame. And Gord is awesome. I'm going to start telling people silence is compliance <laughs> for everything. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Kind of. But I, but I really did enjoy that just as much the second time and the plot felt more cohesive the second time. Yeah. Like everything, it actually, we were talking about how zany and crazy it is, but the plot actually does follow a very direct line hmm. through it. I just don't think we were ready. No, I mean, yeah. you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> no, you don't. You, someone tells you. Yeah. Yeah. You, I really... wish someone had told, told me cause I think I would have had even more enjoyment on the first time. I almost did the next night and then I was like, it really, I, I don't know why I was just fixated on that, that, uh, movie immersion thing you know and i was like i was i was sorry i was trying it feels to feels like a commitment if you're it, gonna do it for five nights well, in a row. here's here's yeah. where I, I came down on it and i was like i could take my favorite movies of all time i don't know that i could watch raising arizona five days in a row and i that's pretty much my favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. and i think by the fifth day i'd be like ah damn it like just any movie any movie i love i think about that and it's just like i don't know if i could do it hmm. with anything and, and and that's not that's not a condemnation on raising Arizona or any other movie. It's just I don't I think that would be terrible. It would be like a torture thing after a certain period of time. Yeah, almost make you maybe not want to like the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like like kind of like when you overhear a song. Like the first time you're like, "Fuck yeah, this song!" And then like it's on the radio all the time. You're like, "Fuck this song!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. if you just look at it as an in depth analysis of the subject. Uh, so I think <laughs> spread out over more than five yeah. days. I mean, I've seen raising Arizona. 20, 30, 40 times in my life, mm-hmm. but it's not in five days in a row. Yeah. I don't know. Take yeah. notes. Maybe. Make it like a science experiment. Okay. But yeah, I liked it just as much. I just noticed sure. a lot of things that I would be looking for at that time. Yeah. Like, well, I just, I felt like if I would do it the next day, I'd be tempted to do the five day thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I was ready to do that, especially with that movie. Yeah. I just yeah. love that she's a vegetarian who is only ever pictured eating meat mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie <laughs> because she's been forced to give up on it. <laughs> so BJ, yes. What did you see? I saw a movie. Uh huh. Um, was it was it heavy? Well, I mean, it does tend to sort of make things heavy. I oh. guess. Yeah. 
It was kind of heavy, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, no, I watched a Gravity. Uh-huh. Um, hey, that's a Golden Jocks winner. Yeah. It's um, Gravity is the kind of movie that makes me go turn my air conditioner off so that I can more fully experience it. Like, I turned lights off in the house. I turned the air conditioner off. You know, I made sure that there was there were no noise. I was going to do laundry, and I was like, nope, not going to do that. It's mm-hmm. it requires you to listen. It it almost demands that you listen to it. Um, the sound design and sound editing in that movie is, with a couple teeny tiny exceptions, perfect. Um, and and that's just the that's that's just one kind of small part of that movie. It's it's fantastic. Um, I don't know how someone in this day and age could actually make a 90-minute movie, but I'm so thankful that it that it happened. Like it's a it's a movie that does not have any any fluff or or pomp. It just it just moves through the story that they want to tell and it's fucking brilliant. It's beautiful. Um future ex-wife Sandy Bullock is amazing. Um the science is until the plot demands it, really pretty good. Um, like there's some stuff obviously that that has been nitpicked to death. That is, you know, fine. Okay, we understand that. Yeah, orbits of the space station. Okay, fine. But <laughs> but to there are certain things you have to do to get the plot across and to to sort of move things. Um, yeah, if movies were realistic, there would be no yeah. movies. There'd well, be no movies, yeah. and they do enough. They do enough right world they, building that it you just like all right yeah that wouldn't work even though it would you know or that I guess this is happening because fuck yeah you know <laughs> as as opposed to well it wouldn't happen because of the yeah. orbital blah, 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 you know that bullshit. there isn't much yeah. that seems that implausible when you're uh, when you're in the moment of the movie yeah. they they do a good a good enough job of that um, I I was talking to Mackie about about it earlier via instant message and. Like, I think if if most directors would have had this movie, it would have been three hours long, and it would have included a long love story side plot, or the love story would have been the main plot of the movie. And we also would have had forty minutes of nerds at Houston <laughs> crunching numbers and running, and you know, we'd you'd have had um, what's his name. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah, we'd have had you know forty minutes of Ed Harris standing there looking concerned, and that that's great in Apollo, you know, in Apollo thirteen. Um, but for this movie, it's just so for as heavy it, as it is, it moves gracefully and swiftly through through the plot, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to watch it in three D because uh, the latest PlayStation update, PlayStation four update, has given us the capability of, of watching uh-huh. movies in 3D, and I have a, a third-dimensional television. Um, <laughs> but it was not available in the uh, reddest of boxes as 3D, and I did not know that uh, our our friend and hero Harlow had a 3D copy. But um, I have one, sorry. but I don't know yeah. where it is. Right. Because um, I don't know where any of my stuff is <laughs> yeah, anymore. That's because that's you live in an actual physical hell now. Yeah, okay. You make some points. Uh, things happen. But, um, <laughs> We're making it work. <laughs> yeah, the, gravity is wonderful. Just f- fucking awesome. Like, And to, to touch on the sound 
real quick again. Like everybody knows, like there's no sound in space. Um, and apparently in the trailer, like I don't remember it, but apparently in the trailer they made a whole shitload of sound. Yeah, and it's did. not like that. They they did not do that. There there's some sound for like I don't remember a part when they when the camera was in space um, that they made an improper you know improper sound they did a lot of like little teeny tiny touches that i really enjoyed like uh you could hear them grabbing things and moving things right over the over the microphone or like the great big air wrench you yeah know, like like vibrating mm-hmm. you could, yeah, yeah you could yeah like when you're in the suit with the character you can hear the vibration of something they're doing yeah. or yeah but you can also hear it theoretically i mean it's supposed to be over their microphone because um during space missions uh actual space missions they do hear that stuff over the astronauts uh, microphones because it vibrates through their body mm-hmm. and into the microphone so um th- there's a lot of there are a lot of little touches and details that they did that they really really well for the, for that movie and um i'm kind of disappointed that i didn't get to see it on an enormous imax 3d screen yeah but um i will watch it again in 3d at some point uh, just not uh Maybe not. I might not watch it five days in a row. But oh, come on! I I like it. Right now, I like it too much to uh, to, to ruin it by yeah, right. watching <laughs> it again. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to just immediately sully this you know yeah. this this feeling that I got for the, for the movie. So I'm going to be watching some uh, 3D movies over the next um, unspecified amount of time no. uh, because <laughs> I can do that. Mm-hmm. So expect to hear about. Uh, Pacific Rim in 3D and Step Up 3D in 3D again. Yay. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good in 3D. Yeah, it was. I it's won't watch that again. And, and perhaps other things. And the so. neck thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So, And that's it. That's all I That's all I really watched except for some uh, inconsequential television. Cool. Great. I love that network. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. <laughs> I like that one. It's called Netflix. <laughs> Um, so I watched, uh, I'll touch briefly on my, uh, recent Netflix, uh, expeditions. I, I watched them. I, I basically just want to put it out there. Like, um, if you haven't seen it in some time, uh, watch Bloodsport cause that movie is fucking awesome and it's on Netflix and HD now. Ooh. Nice. Um, so that movie rules and you should watch it. That's my entire review. Um, I also, <laughs> all right. I decided, to come, <laughs> I decided to come back around and uh, watch Predator 2 because it had been a very, very long time. And I know that um, mm-hmm. we had this discussion uh, semi-recently, <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, where Chuck was wrong. <laughs> I was like, I need to watch Predator 2 again because I hated Predator 2 in 91 or whatever the video came 1990. out. 1990. No, that's when the movie came out. I'm uh, saying by the time video was out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's... It's not as bad as I remember. There's actually there's actually a lot of there's a lot of potentially good stuff in that movie, um, and Danny Glover doesn't ruin the movie as much as I th- I remembered him ruining the movie. But I do like who was it that was like ninety eight percent signed to do the movie? I believe Patrick it was Swayze. Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. God, like I just I want to see that version. Like yeah. I want to see somebody that would be slightly more convincing, being somebody that could take on the Predator, like. Danny Glover's a big dude, and they and they do a pretty good job by the end of like making him look pretty buff and like ready to actually fist fight the predator. Yeah, but at the same time, you're like you can't shake Lethal Weapon Danny yep. Glover out of your head. That's what I was about to say. And and it's like because he is a big guy, but and, and <laughs> like, he's a gentle giant. 
Yeah, and but you <laughs> but even when he was young, he looked old. Yeah, and you, you just you can't shake. You know, I'm too old for this shit. Lethal Weapon. You know, mm-hmm. which what three years earlier? Yeah, and I think we already had a sequel by yep. Time yep. Predator Two came out. Yep, and so that's like I mean. He, he's, he does pretty good in it, but it's just like, it's hard to buy it by the end. You're saying Danny Glover is not a convincing enough actor to uh, to make... Acting-wise, <laughs> fine. I'm saying, like, by the end when he's, like, looking like John McClane down to his, you know, wife-beater t-shirt, it, it's like, really, you're going to you're gonna go mano a mano with the, with the Predator? Yeah. Here? When he started gearing up to do that, I was like, no, I don't buy this. This yeah. is... Mm-hmm. No. I mean, there, there's, like, the way the ending is shot is pretty fucking awesome. Like, I like how it, it almost, like, shot for shot goes by a lot of things of the original Predator. And mm-hmm. I, I I didn't remember that. Like, how many beats there are that are kind of the same, like, where his friends kind of are getting picked off, like, like Dutch's crew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, obviously, there's, there's not as many. But, um, but like, by the end, it's like, it, I don't remember the... the, the I know there's a, like a long period from the time like he's like okay I understand the mud thing and the predator can't see me it's time to fucking take the fight to him and the original predator but like I think this was even longer when it was like I know what he is I know where he's going I know he gets like kind of picked off by Gary Busey's crew there for a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of like interrupts the the chase but like there there's a long sequence I mean it's like it's it's a good like 20 to 25 minute sequence by the end of the movie where it's like Everybody that matters is is dead or out of the movie. You know, it's time to you know take the fight to the predator, and like I appreciate that. Like that's that's interesting to like have a third act that is solely like the hunt is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is how the first one was. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like there's there's a lot to like about it. It's just Danny Glover kind of ruins it because of his image. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, just unfortunately. Yeah, and what would what would you have thought if originally in the original script? Gary Busey's part was Dutch from the original Predator. No. I yeah. wouldn't have liked that. No. Mm-mm. So you're glad it was somebody completely different. Yes. He Absolutely. wouldn't have been a suit. He wouldn't have come back and no. been this like... No. He would have, he would have been, been pushing guy. pencils. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they changed the script, obviously. Sure. But that, that was the original script was they wanted Arnold to reprise his role as that. And it's like... Uh... But yeah. Arnold I mean, I could, is in a cave somewhere probably, still freaking out. <laughs> well, and I think... If that had happened, the moment when you realize that the Predator can see all those dudes and you're like, oh, these guys are going to get fucked up yeah. would be less awesome if it's like, no, he's going to kill Arnold now, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but as, as at, at that point, when they're in that, that whatever it is, a meatpacking plant, you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's fucking kill off some dudes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, they, they could have had the lady back as like an advisor. She could have been in the mm-hmm. truck. I would sure. have been okay with that. Yeah. You know, the only other survivor. Yeah. The original one. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't kill Arnold. That would that would that would ruin everything, really. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, he couldn't have been Gary Busey's character, but he could might he couldn't have been like Adam Baldwin's character. He he would have had to survive again. And also realize that they set up a really great fucking prequel movie that should have been Predator Three. Is I want to see, I want to see the seventeen fifteen yeah. uh, blunderbuss gun battle guy with the that earned the Predator's respect or whatever, where mm-hmm. they had this, and I was like. Whatever the fuck that is, I want to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the time, and even now, audiences would have been like, no. Oh, no. But, I, I don't but know. It w- yeah, it would have been great. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, I'm thinking like, you know, Assassin's I, Creed, like, four, like, in the in the Caribbean, in the jungles or whatever, but with, like, pirate ships and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I'd, I'd even watch, like, a weekly Predator series, just a different time. Yeah. Each time. You don't have to spend a lot of 
Yeah. I keep wanting to go back to Predators. Because, I mean, I, I was like, all, I was all right with it. I had problems, but I was like, I didn't hate that. Hmm. But it was not what I wanted. Like, you know, because it's, it's that case of all these things where it's like you have enough time to build up a sequel in your head. Yeah. So whatever happens is not going to live up to it. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think that movie has its charms, but I think it lost its way a lot. And, you know, and the same thing with like the original Alien versus Predator, which I know is terrible because of so many things it fucks up, where it's like you had the perfect template in those comics and you just threw it in the trash. Yeah, which, and, even, and even the sequel, which would like kind of ride of the ship and the, you know, the rated R-ness of it still... I mean, I guess they probably couldn't make the movie that was in the fucking comics. Is like, what you want to see is space marines teaming with predators to fight aliens. Yep. Yeah. That's what you want to fucking see. Yeah. But nobody seems to be willing to make aliens, aliens, the movie aliens versus predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And also it's like they, the, each of those movies, they whittle it down to one predator mm-hmm. quickly. Yep. Like that was the thing that pissed me off the most about alien versus predator that, was like, all right, we got three Predators doing this. I'm like, three, all right, cool. You know, you want like a dozen of them running around, but they're three. And then it's like, all right, and they died like bitches in like five seconds. <laughs> right. So now there's one. They're bitch Predators. Yeah, yeah they were. They they just, no, oh, they don't even get me started. Yeah. yeah. There are a few things I fanboy out on more than those types of movies, and that was like dissatisfying on po- every possible level. Not even using Lance Henriksen right. It's, ugh. I did. I I'd forgotten that Bill Paxton was in Predator Two, yeah. which is now funny that he's in the Alien and Predator Part Two movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. kind of goes out like a bitch too. It's just kind of shitty. Yeah. Well, doesn't he throw his coin or his marble yeah, at him? Golf ball. Yeah, it's a golf ball. I, I'm yeah. trying to remember now, but throwing golf balls is especially. <laughs> yeah, but man, that right before that scene when they're on the subway, <laughs> everyone has guns at the same time. Yeah. It, one. I don't know if you noticed. It has that kind of like that era of. Oh, it was kind of Robocopy, where it was like kind of. Here's, but, the, here's the near future where sh- shit has gone crazy. Yeah, and I mean, because like that was 1990, and I watched Total Recall recently, which is 1990 also, mm-hmm. and it it that time period for action movies is when like other movies started making fun of action movies for being like really ridiculously over the top in terms of just like violence. Oh, and that movie's violent as. Fuck. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, that's almost like the pinnacle of just like this is it's satire of itself, but also trying to be as violent as possible. Um, it, we just got into a weird time where action movies just went crazy. Yeah, yeah. It does, that one just didn't go in yeah. the directions there, there, I wanted. There are to. there are things that like I, I I would like to see a remake of Predator Two. Actually, I know that's really weird to say, but like. Mm-hmm there's there's a lot of potential in that movie great idea um great because like i mean like the king willy character is like presented as this enigma and then like he shows up and you're like fuck yeah and then it's like no killer what can't be killed (laughs) and then like you know they're like have him fight him and just get his ass kicked off camera Mm -hmm. it's like what yeah (laughs) like i don't know just for these like yeah these two gangs that supposedly control the city they they both die and that seems kind of pointless too because it's like we know the predator is badass and can just wreck anything Yeah, it's like so. Yeah, yeah. Why do it off screen and then cut? Who knows? I think they just enjoyed that cut that they used. Sure, that's. But again, too, 1990, man, Jamaicans were the most evil motherfuckers oh, yeah. on the planet. <laughs> there was somebody in a studio like got sold bad weed or something because yeah. they were just like Jamaicans. Yeah, fuck those like guys. holy, they're gonna. D- made they're no the new sense. commies. <laughs> it's Jamaicans <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> um, so I watched one other movie, um, and I, God, I, didn't, I, 
I hesitated to even bring this one up because, um, like, I don't – I honestly don't know what my opinion is. Um, and I'm also trying to remember the story of where I, I heard it at a convention during, like, there was someone – like, it was a bad movie panel. And somebody was asked, what is the – Something about, like somehow this movie stuck in my craw about like yeah. I need to remember this movie because they're clean out your craw more often. <laughs> well, like you know, lots of movies were tossed around and you know uh, uh, troll twos and things like that. It was like yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. You know, like <laughs> yeah, bad movies. You know, those you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, bunch of bad movie news. Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like you know, like no, you know, trolling the bottom one ten or one hundred of the IMDb. It's like no surprise that like you're gonna whip out these movie titles right. here mm-hmm. like oh really manos that's next okay yeah rotor all right Ugh. but uh, yeah so i mean but this movie stuck in my head in this discussion i was like I, this sounds interesting enough that i need to see it because people were actually legitimately like most of them were like oh it, it was a panel where it was like oh that movie's so bad haha that's funny and then this one came up and they were like trying to defend it and i'm like this sounds like the movie i need to see anytime somebody tries to defend a bad movie that's the kind of movie I want to see because I feel like that's what we try to do half the time. Mm-hmm. Movie in question is a, is a 2007 movie called Viva. And if you've never heard of it, I it, I understand it's a super low budget, really bizarre little movie. Um, the whole thing plays out. It's a faux. It's almost like a Beastie Boys uh, 70s exploitation movie, like on, on, like on purposely bad. Um, Basically, it's about a bored housewife who, like, through really dumb circumstances, her husband, you know, like, they, they have a fight and his, her husband leaves to, you know, he might not come back. And she's like, I want to have adventures, so I think I'm going to go become a prostitute. And As you do. As you do. <laughs> and then, like, it's it's like this kind of a, like a weird jaunt through, like, 70s sexual revolution slash, but everything's, like, done in, like, intentionally cheesy ways. And, like... I almost don't know what my opinion of this movie is. Like, it's really hard to explain and it's really fucking long. <laughs> it's, it's like two hours on the dot. Oh. And like, but like by the time the movie's over, it's like, I feel like I've been watching this for four fucking hours. Like it's, it's hard. It's, it's just a very hard movie to explain because like, there's only so much tongue in cheek, intentionally bad you can handle before it's like, okay, I get it. I get it that you're doing stilted dialogue. And then in that, like, just strange movie kind of like almost like detention kind of way not to really compare the two but like just suddenly they'll have a musical number like somebody will just start singing and it's in the movie like does it does it make sense is it happening like because there's a couple sequences where it's like it makes sense in the context of the movie like they're also having they're talking about they're talking to this guy that produces a little weird stage musical so yes they show you part of that so that makes sense it's in the context of the movie right. but then there's like one time where it's just like this this is a music a straight up musical number. This is not actually happening. This is in the person's head. Hmm. Yeah, I I I can't recommend it. I mean, you know, this if what I'm saying sounds like something that you're like, yeah, that's that's my kind of thing. Yes, go for it because it's super uber low budget. I mean, it's like written, directed, costume design, starring, <laughs> editing done by like all the same lady Anna Anna Byler. So, so I think she's done other things or Biller. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> like it's one of those where it's like every you know every person that's in it is also like three different things behind the scenes. Ah, hmm. uh, I just <laughs> yeah. 
really fun. I, I don't know why this was the movie out of everything they were talking about. That they were like, no, no, this is this is a commentary on feminism, even though it's like very overtly 70s stereotypes of men are like, why aren't you in the kitchen naked and making me pies? And, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, and, 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 you know, yes, it's, it's directed by a female. So I, but I don't know if that necessarily suddenly makes it like tongue in cheek feminism or something. I, I can't explain this movie and I don't necessarily want to. No. So just a thing I watched. Okay. Now I want to move on from it. So not Banff cast material. Too you know, long. I, well, yeah, <laughs> too long. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, I started and I was like, this might, I, I watched it with some trepidation. I was like, I don't know. This might be BAM casting. I was like, it is two hours long, but because the first scene is like kind of, kind of funny, like just how intentionally bad it is. Like, and, and to the point that like, it's, it's done well enough for a little while where I'm like, I don't know if they know they're making it this bad. Mm. Like, so, I, so I give it credit for that. Where like, you know, some things like rubber and whatever, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Cobalt with shotgun and stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, you're making bad. You're making bad on purpose. There were points in this where I'm like, I think they might be trying to play this serious. No, oh. oh, that's the worst. Speaking also of stuff that knows it's bad. Oh dear. May oh, as well God. mention this. Oh, go ahead. Samurai Cop Two Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Matt Hannon back. They announced Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau is going to be in Samurai Cop Two. <laughs> yeah, red flags <laughs> went up everywhere like i just i think i'm out yeah even though that's one of those things like people like yeah tell me why so is gonna be in it it's gonna be and it's like everyone in the everyone that was listed as being in it is like matt hannon tommy why so and a bunch of porn actresses and that's like this is not gonna go well no this is not gonna work like there's a reason we haven't done birdemic 2 yet yeah because birdemic 2 they were like Hey, remember how terrible Birdemic was? Guess what? We made another one, and it's probably going to be terrible, and we know it. And, like, that's exactly what this feels like now. And I'm just, I I, I hate prejudging things like this, but sure. I have no I have no optimism for this whatsoever now. I wouldn't put money anywhere near it. No. It, it, it'll get made. I mean, it. you know, in, in the world of Sharknado, it'll get made. But yeah. the charm of Samurai Cop is that that director had no clue what he was doing. He mm-hmm. thought he knew what he was doing, which is great mm-hmm. when you think you know what you're doing, but you very clearly don't. Yeah. That's fantastic. But this is going to be made by people who are self-aware, who yeah. who have seen Samurai Cop, and they're going to be attempting to make that. Yeah. That's bad. That's Nothing good can come from that. If, if, if Skynet is taught as anything, things becoming self-aware is always bad. Yes, always bad. Always bad. Like, Tommy Wiseau was not self-aware making The Room. I'm sorry. I don't care what he has said in interviews after that. He thought he was making his Citizen Kane. He thought he was making just the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And that dude was fucking clueless. Just totally clueless as to what an audience might want to see in a motion picture. Well, and making movies. Like, he stacked cameras, just put them on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, we'll just use whichever one filmed right. <laughs> I'm supposed to be shooting with two cameras? Okay. Yeah. Clunk. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. So you just, you can't, I don't know. Yeah, I when I heard that today, it was a major bummer. Not that I was super stoked before. I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that Samurai Cop has become a thing. That's great. I'm glad we got to it before. You know, it really became a rampant thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But the, like, okay, so the flip side of this is, is do we worry about something like Deadliest Prey? And I say no, because... 
those people had history beyond that movie yeah. of the, this is what they made their entire lives and they're just now like they're like oh people like this okay we'll revisit it yeah I, I I don't I feel like Deadly Prey was not like one of those like gleefully ignorantly made like it was just it was kind of awesome and low budget and mm-hmm. they were like we're gonna make the best fucking awesome low budget you yeah. know revenge mm-hmm. flick we can make yeah. Because those so, guys, they well, those guys kept, were filmmakers. They yeah. knew at like they may not have had budgets to make crazy, awesome stuff, but they understood how movies work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a big difference. Yeah, and, exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, good luck with your Kickstarter, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. You want the movie made by people who are like karate is awesome. Mm-hmm. Karate fucking rocks. Not people who are like karate. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> And that's the difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I almost want to try and watch some of this guy's other movies because this dude has made a few other things hmm. in the past, but. Try to figure out the line where he became self-aware. Well. This maybe it happened before this. Possibly. Yeah. We'll see. His name's Gregory Hatanaka. Oh. Oh, so it's not the same. Is it the same guy that made Samurai Cop? No, he's no, dead. No, he's dead. Oh, dead. Okay. He passed away. Sorry. Yeah. So that's the difference, yes. too. Yeah. It's always too soon. I guess <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Do we have an email? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have one. Okay. If you guys don't have anything else to talk about. Nope, we're good. I, a right. little bird told me that a heron ha! may have sent us an email. Ha. Ha. So, Steve Like the Bird says, <laughs> Hey, Bamfcast. Steve Like the Bird, Squawk and such. My reaction to Chuck calling ha! me what a 40-year-old man writes as a teenager because that's what he wants a teenager to be, end quote, that is the most apt description of me ever. Why Chuck is the first to crack the code, I have no idea. <laughs> no one seems to realize I'm the Highlander. Yes, Chuck, I am the only one who gives a shit about anything before my time, and it's quite disappointing. He's got all the quaaludes? <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure most kids in my school haven't seen a movie before 1975. Maybe The Wizard of Oz. Maybe. I know a ton of kids who haven't seen that either. I know for a fact that most haven't seen a black and white movie, probably just because it's in black and white. Last Halloween, one of my teachers showed us the original Night of the Living Dead, one of my favorites, and the moans from the back of the room because it's old and has no color were horrifying to me. I always have to put old movies like this to kids my age. Yes, it's old, and the pacing is slower, and the acting can be hokey at times, but it's like broccoli. If you don't try it, you don't know if you like it. I don't know if broccoli is the best way to sell it, but still. Why wouldn't you use broccoli? Use like a fine cheese. Yeah. Mm. You're like, have you tried like brie? Yeah. Brie like, sounds nasty. Use it, like, it smells weird. Use it more like beer. Good. You know, the first time you ever had beer, you're like, what the fuck? Why would people drink this? Yeah. And then like you had a few more sips and you're like, because yeah. it gets you <laughs> fucked up. And then you got drunk and you're no. like, fuck yeah. And eventually you hit a point beer. where you're like, this beer tastes pretty fucking good. <laughs> I, don't I want, enjoy beer. I don't want Steve using that <laughs> that example. No. Don't use that example, Steve. <laughs> I'm, beer is bad. <laughs> I'm 21 it means 21. I'm going back to a fine cheese. All right. All right. Cheese. It may smell funny, yeah. but you know what? It probably tastes pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. He says, anyway, the fact is no one is exposing them to these movies. How many kids in my school watch Turner Classic movies? The answer, one, and it's me. <laughs> I mentioned last week that I watch American Graffiti once a year. This year I watch it with my friend Kelly. And not only had she never seen it, she had never heard of it. This weekend I saw both Forrest Gump and Ghostbusters in the theater because they were both re-released. And she saw Ghostbusters for the first time. Every time someone jokingly mentions spoiler alert, I always chime in, Rosebud is the sled. They'll look at me befuddled, and I'll reply, Citizen Kane, it's in the school library. That's the sad part. We have all these classics in the library, and no one is checking them out. Most have dust on them. Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Dr. Strangelove, Streetcar Named Desire, etc. They haven't been touched in years. 
you're making me weep for the future here, Steve. Making me wish I had had that shit in my school. Yeah, I know. Our our school sucked back then. We had Waldo books and like Charlotte (laughs) Emily Bronte. (laughs) Charlotte Emily Bronte. (laughs) My library played Home Alone on a loop for like a month and a half around Christmas every year. Sweet. I'd have been right there. Yeah. I was too. It was awesome. But anyway, I've tried multiple times to start a club. The school board says it's not interactive enough. Well, how the fuck else are they going to see these? The parents aren't showing them to the kids. Neither are the teachers. This is part of our culture and they've never even heard of them. The average 17 year old won't stumble upon Throne of Blood or the films of Chaplin or the Marx Brothers. They have to be exposed. Even BJ hadn't seen Casablanca until this year, but he knew it was important. I'm sorry for the rant, but Chuck, it's not only the kids' fault they don't give a shit about things before their time. Society isn't supporting the shit before their time. They assume that's old, you won't like that, when the truth is, we probably will. Crash and burn, Steve like the bird out, sent via Pony Express. Not interactive well, I'm enough. Pony Fuck impressed. your teachers. I mean, not literally, because, yeah, just, yeah. you have a discussion Almost afterwards. Yeah, you have to have a discussion, maybe... I don't know pizza. Are you here's how? You, all right, <laughs> wait. Let, no, let, let me help you. Let me help you because I've been a member of a film society where we went to and watched movies. You meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Tuesday, you watch the movie. On Thursday, you come back and discuss the movie because you also have time to you know organize your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because like Fair enough. because you know no one wants to commit that much time, especially when you watch something long. You know, it should you get to something like Gone with the Wind where you're talking four hours. You know, no one wants to sit there for four hours and listen to discussion. Don't do that one, probably ever. But I'm saying, yeah. you know, some of the longer movies, you don't necessarily want to watch a movie and then people be like, Ugh. I sit here and talk too now. I, I also, I think I want to blame Canada. Uh, <laughs> cable networks and stuff. And I mean, like the pay TV channels and stuff like that, they don't have older movies in the rotation at all. Like, I go through the cable guide every month, like, looking for stuff to DVR, stuff I've missed and stuff like that. And it, I, it's a trend. I mean, all of this, even, like, the ones that are supposed to be, like, these niche, these, you know, this is the classics. This is the 90s action and everything. It's the same crap over and over again. I, I'm There are these movies that I've been looking at on Blu-ray for the Halloween thing. And they're all, like, from the 80s and 90s. And none of them are ever on cable. So it's they're not even out well, there. There's no more video stores. Redbox doesn't have shit, and cable is just showing the same like New Year's Day, fifty times a a week. Mm-hmm. And if you do get something like Jaws, they'll have pop up facts all over it. Yeah, and it's like you can't get into the intensity of a movie if it's like boom, the shark was only seen in the last forty five. <laughs> you know, it's like shut up. Yeah, it's like it's it's just it's the money. I mean these the the cable channels are not uh, like. Turner Classic Movies isn't about, like, you know, teaching people about the classics. It's about getting a few dollars here and there right. and getting well, movies cheap. And the sad thing, and too. And playing them 100,000 fucking yeah, times. The sad thing, too, is this isn't a new problem. Because no. back in the early 90s, they had colorization of black and white movies that they wanted to try. Ted Turner again. Yeah, where it was, we're going to give you a weird pastel colorized version of it's a wonderful life and Casablanca and all that. And they looked terrible. Sure. They did. And everyone who liked films was like, no, fuck this. If you can't watch something in black and white, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, but like I, anyone who hates black and white movies, I want to show them the man who wasn't there. Sure. Coen brothers and go, this is black and white. This was made in 2001 and it looks 
fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it is some of the best cinematography you'll ever see because they did it in black and white. You have to you have to try harder with black and white, I think. So well, and I mean, I mean you try harder but you get amazing I results. Like I don't even know yeah, I don't even notice after like two or three minutes of watching black sure. and white. It doesn't even occur to me anymore. Well when you're using good I mean you're using good techniques, good film or high quality digital yeah. uh yeah, digital recording, you you get you get the detail and the nuance mm-hmm. of of shade that that would otherwise be replaced with somewhat distracting color. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't even think that we're fighting the the right battle anymore. I don't even think it's like oh kids aren't watching the black and white classics. I don't think kids are watching anything released before 1995. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. We have at least 50 years of color classics that yeah. you can introduce to people and. There's plenty to be seen there. You don't necessarily have to go right straight to you know. Buy, um, don't get me wrong; there are legitimate must-see classics in the black and white era. Absolutely, but uh, I, I'm saying we're at a point now to where, uh, like, before their lifetime is is when kids aren't watching anything. Whereas before, it would like stuff would come on TV, and if it was in color, kids would watch it. Their their cutoff point was black and white. Now the cutoff point seems to be the year of their birth, and if it has music in it that their parents like. It's just it's they won't watch it, and I don't I don't understand when that break happened because the some of the greatest movies that are still coming out aren't like the MTV cut type things. That was mm-hmm. sort of a period of time that came and went. So I don't understand what the look of a 1993 movie is to where someone will look at it and go, "Ew." Well, okay, so I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I'm go, I'm going to go back to the broccoli analogy for a second. <laughs> okay, um, go for it. Make it work. Look, broccoli. I don't care what anybody says. Broccoli's kind of nasty, but we know we all know that. Shut up, broccoli's good. We all know that it's good for you. It's not the best thing. It's not the mo- most pleasurable thing on the earth to eat. That is, you were correct about yes. that. It okay. is not. That's the why most we were thing schism. Look, we were trying to. Are we pro broccoli over here. We were trying to stay away know. from the broccoli. But, <laughs> but my 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 point is here is that the more you try to force something on somebody, the less they're going to want it, no matter how good or good for you it sure. is. Some people you just have to fucking let go. You have to be like, you know what? If you get here, great. If not, you just you have to take. You can't you can't try to force feed somebody good things, or they will reject them, and then and then it's a lost cause. You you sneak in something like uh, I, I remember a conversation that I had with someone who was uh, sneak in some broccoli under a pile of cheese. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If you want kids to learn how to start eating broccoli, you put the cheese whiz on it, and then eventually you put a little bit less and a little bit less, and be like, fucking eat your broccoli. It's there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the thing that I was trying to get at with the cable thing is that yeah. you're showing all these 2007 and beyond movies, sneak a 1990 movie in there sure. that has people in it they will recognize and isn't to- total garbage. Yeah. And you might, it, some kids will still just sit there and turn it on and just whatever's on, that's what they're staring at. So if you can sneak an older movie in there that someone will watch. Oh, I, I, I go back to this conversation. Like some people are just a lost fucking cause. You just have to give up and say, you know what? you're a moron and you're never ever probably going to get this no matter what I try to do. And I go back to this conversation where granted this was some time ago and it was the nineties. Someone actually trying to blatantly look at me in the face and say, there was no good music before 1990. And like, and I was like, That's and, obviously I, and, true. and I was trying to explain to them. It was like, you know, like they were actually trying to tell me how o- Oasis was good, but the Beatles were terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> There, there isn't one without the other. Yeah. One is the other. Yeah. You know, like 
one Oasis wants to be the Beatles cover one, band I've ever heard. <laughs> one wants to be the other, you know, like you know, yeah. even if you went and talked, I was like, even if you went and talked to these people, they would list all of their musical influence well, being, you know, yep. the Beatles and Lead Belly and all of these. Classic saying things. there's any cutoff either way. You yeah. know, like it's saying there's nothing good since 1990 yeah. is just as bad. That is I, also true. I understand. Yeah. Sure. So but, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, if, if someone Some can't people, understand where something – like to me, it's always – we're all people. We watch how it's made. We want to know, like, this is a thing that I enjoy. I'm curious how it's made. Well, the, the same is the true for the history of cinema. If you, you, know, you, if you want to see how you got to the Avengers or, or Pacific Rim – there's 50 years of movies that led to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that film technique, that film style, yeah. and then everything that they're like homaging and, and understanding how we got there. Yeah. yeah. The one thing. 100 years almost, really. Really. Yep. That I want to. Uh, Actually, more than that. <laughs> impress upon our listeners is that, like, as bad movie parents, you must. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is your job is to, if you care about, if you care about cinema, if you care about films, you need to. You don't need to force your children to watch these things, but you need to show your children the joy of these movies. Mm-hmm. And because cable's not going to do it, their friends aren't going to do it, uh, drugs aren't going to do it. It's going to be you know have a good relationship with your kids and show them the joy that is that is movies. And if you can keep doing this, eventually maybe we'll you know save ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turn humanity around. Yeah, basically. I mean, it. I mean, there's still good movies being made. Yeah, Gravity, fucking fantastic. Um, I don't think there will be a point where there are bad movies being made. Just like there's good music being made now. It's not like oh, I, not everything that comes out. The opposite side of that is I don't ever want to be that one that guy that one day would be like, there's nothing good. That is that is the, that is the other polar opposite. Yeah. Of, yeah, that is the polar opposite of the. There was no good time for this yeah. before this. I don't want to be there. There's nothing good yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's generally a, a perspective thing, but we are. I mean, it is important that you introduce if you care about quality films and preserving them and preserving the history and and carrying that on then you just have to make sure that you um that you share it with with the people that you love your your children or your friends or your loved ones or your great aunt who's kind of weird or your children's friends your french children's whatever Whatever. whoever will be receptive to this and don't give up if they don't like something at first like if if you show them the third man and they're like no no this wasn't my thing you know it's it's okay it's okay to show them Casablanca that you know it's it's okay to show them something different right yeah and and keep keep trying that stuff because yeah and it may be and it may be like like we said with the the broccoli and cheese analogy um use you know start start on the easy stuff you know or, or start with good movies like we said from the 90s and work your way back a good movies from the 80s 70s 60s there are many ways to do it um I will come up with dozens of them if you let me talk long <laughs> enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just make sure make sure to do it. Yeah, yeah. But we appreciate and don't, give, and don't give up on the film club. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, good email, Steve. Like the bird, Heron. Um, do it anyway, Gorilla Movie Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Just show up no, suddenly, set up a projector. Yeah. No, flat no, here. Go to go to your local library. They can't say no. It's a public space. They have they have to allow for things like this. You have you can you, you can, can do, yeah. you can petition that you you know want to have a facility and time involved, but you sign up for it and they have to. It's public property. Yep. It's called public forums. Mm-hmm. And Amendment. don't charge First Amendment. Yeah, you can't charge. Or you can't use the DVDs. Right. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> You could, I mean, oh, you could collect dues, good. right? Yeah, you could collect dues for the club to be able to afford, you know, Yes, you equipments. can. It gets, it's a slippery slope when you yeah. get into movies. but As long as you're not receiving money to, right. for the showing. If you have dues every year. Yeah, but to, the, you can sell club snacks. Yes. For yeah, club, <laughs> club fees. I mean. You can't you tell just, yeah, Steve, yeah. like the bird, you're clever. You, we're not trying to turn this into fucking capitalism. I'm yeah, saying go yeah, to your Just local sell library. some puns and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your school will probably let you if you... I mean, what are they going to do? Say, no, you can't use a classroom? Again, probably... I mean, I don't know. You might not go to a public no. school. But if it's a public school, it's a public school. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the school. Go to the no. public library. Yeah. Fuck the police. Do it at your house. Hang out with some homeless start people small. On, the com- on the internet computers. and start Yeah, start small. small. Ask your mom if you can use How the living room people, or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Never, don't give up. Never give up. Or Never talk to your local like By cool... Like Grab Hammer, yeah. start this film club. You've got... I'm, I'm sure there's like a cool cinema nearby. Maybe. Not just just be like, true. hey, we want to just... want a movie. <laughs> we want a movie yeah, club. Yeah, that's it. Kids Movie Club. Hey, what if they want to join our movie club? Well, they're in the right place. <laughs> what place is that? <laughs> On the internet. Uh, cool. The best part of the internet to be for our cool movie club, mm-hmm. coolmovieclub.com, uh, is bmfcast.com. Uh, you can send emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Um, while you're on the website, take a look at the right-hand side. It's got a bunch of buttons and stuff. It's got a little Amazon search box, which will uh, save you time in that you don't have to go directly to Amazon. You can just type your search there, click a button, and when you buy something, we get paid. A small, small portion. What? Um, Call our dues. Our, yeah. Our club dues. Yeah, it's our club dues. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. No, that's, no, the, that's the beauty part, Rich. So... If you want to do a slightly different method of contacting us and get your voice onto the podcast, along with our lovely, silky, golden voices, give us a call, 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 9105-569-263. Leave a message on the Garfield phone. It's the most important thing you can ever do. Except for maybe starting a film club. Nope. Yeah, more okay. important than that. All right. All right. That'll wrap it up, I think. I think so. Yes. Sounds good. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. Banffcast Out.